Welcome to the Snapshot Testimony Podcast, episode 65. Hey, I'm your host, Allie Domersant. This is a podcast that explores the pivotal moments that shape a life of faith in Christ. This week's episode has a lot of layers to it, as most great stories do. So you'll meet Keith, who describes himself as a seeker always searching for a way to make life work. He tried the drug and party scene. He tried finding meaning through buying nice toys. It didn't work. God intervened in two incredible ways. First through his friend and former party buddy, Paul, and then through a wild motorcycle trip to Canada that changed the course of his life. Here's Keith's story. Back in like in 1970, uh, I think it's 73, I started working for the post office and uh, I met a guy named Paul and we worked, we worked nights uh, up in Roselle, Illinois, and we would sort mail and uh, we were, because we would get off about seven in the morning, him and I became best friends, you know, get off at the same time. Uh, we started being party buddies, kind of drugs and drinking and just hanging out and, uh, uh, you know, really, really good friendship. I, I'd see him every day. Um, I was also a musician, and he liked to record music. So you know, he'd, he'd have me come to his place and record music. And yeah, um, the th one thing about him is he was very pessimistic in his life. So if anything bad was going to happen, it was going to happen to him and probably you because you knew him. <laughs> <laughs> so glass glass half empty kind of guy. Exactly. And uh, and so after a couple of years, he started to wear it on me and. Uh, at some point, I, I just said, Paul, I can't hang out with you anymore. It's just, it's too much. He was doing drugs that I didn't even want to mess with. Yeah. And he's just very depressive and, like I said, uh, pessimistic. So we parted company. Um, I uh, had moved to another location, was living in a townhome. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm home and during the day because I work nights. And I hear the mailman coming to my door. I go out there, and it's this guy, Paul. And he's delivering mail in the town I'm living in now. And he oh, was, wow. we were both clerks. <laughs> so here he is at a completely different place. And I was like, man, I was excited to see him because I hadn't talked to him in quite a long time. And uh, I invited him to come back to my house after his route was done and have dinner for him. And he started sharing with me how Jesus had changed his life. And wow. uh, yeah, he was like a completely different person. So I, I mean, because I knew him well, uh, just the stuff in his life was going, which is completely different. He was different. And I was genuinely happy for the guy. Mm -hmm. But I just said, Paul, you know, that's not for me. But man, I, I was just really happy for the guy that he had seen such a change in life. And so what was uh, the main thing that was different about him? Uh, well, not a depressive spirit at all. Uh, joyful, um, positive in his just outlook on life. You know, at the time he was engaged, uh, just uh, said he's, you know, going to a church and you know, God's word in his life and God's presence in his life kind of shared with me how it all happened it was amazing. Um, nobody ever witnessed to him. He just found tracks specifically at places he'd be like going. Phone booth, put his hand on top of the phone booth and there's a track. That's <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this happened like three or four times where he, nobody talked, shared the gospel with him. It was always at a, a place where he was emotionally. And all of a sudden he'd, he'd look down the at a curb and here's this track on the ground. Wow. And, uh, um, and, and really the Lord just captured him. And, and so I just, there was a complete different of continents, words he used, life he was living. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and it was recognizable. And uh, so I just said, Paul, man, happy for you, not for me. Uh, and you know, we just 
you know, he went on his way and uh, did not know it, but he put me on a prayer list and started praying for me. So like, what was the moment like for you when you, when you broke and were like, okay, it's not, this is no longer just a, oh, it's nice that your life was changed. Good for you. Sure. But go, wait, this is, this is real. And this yeah. is what I need. Well, you know, Ali, really it started even when I was a young kid, there was, I was um, raised in the Catholic home and uh, Jesus always had my affection. There was always something about Jesus that had captured my heart as a young kid. So by the time I met Paul, there were these things underpinnings in my life, mm -hmm. but I was not walking with the Lord. But by the time he witnessed to me, I was still searching to figure out how to make life work. Mm -hmm. My parents were very much uh, have, buy, go and do, and they would make plans and they would do them. They would say, hey, next year we're buying a car. Now this coming season, we're going to go on a vacation. We're going to add an addition to the house. And, uh, and, and, I, and I saw that as they did that, I thought, well, that's what life is. You set goals, accomplish them, and move on to the next goal. Yeah. And so I was trying to do that with my life. And, you know, um, I, I didn't have lots of money, but I had a good paying job. I had, you know, steady income, good benefits. And so I was, you know, buying motorcycle, buying my car, living in a townhome. And every time I accomplished something, after it, you had it for a while, you'd go, man, it's not what it what I thought it was going to be. Sure. Like the, the law of diminishing returns. You know, you pretty soon the car is just a car that gets you to work. And uh, so by the time I, you know, I uh, go on this trip after Paul had kind of shared with me, I was in a search mood, uh, mode. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, one time this friend of mine, Dan, that lived by me in this uh, townhome, I lost my keys for the umpteenth time on the before I got to work, and 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 I'm scrambling around the house. You know, a bunch of people are wandering around my house, just friends, and uh, I I'm going, where's my keys, right? And uh, Dan says that's one thing about Keith; he's always looking for something. And, mm. and my, inside me, I said, "Man, you don't know how true that actually is," because wow. I, I was searching, trying to figure out what is this about, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so then I, I go on this trip. And while I'm there, I, I met another guy at the post office I was working at. And we, we got separated. We were heading for Banff, uh, Canada, which is like the Canadian Rockies. In Banff, it's like the Swiss Alps. You know, all the people are parked up in the street. There's gondolas moving through the sky, mm -hmm. snow-capped mountains. And it happened to be that there were some people sharing the gospel in the campground that we were staying at. Well, uh, one of the people that I met in the campground had asked me if I was going into town. And I asked me if I'd get him something to eat, like some cookies or something. And I said, I would. So after I went in the town, got him the cookies, I come back and I'm looking for him. I can't find him. And, and somebody says, oh, he's over by those people talking about Jesus. So I just went over to the group and there was probably 30, 40 people sitting around a campfire, standing around a campfire. It was snowing that day. And there's these people sharing about Jesus. And I'm on the outskirt of the, the group. I find the guy, give him his cookies. And I just stood there for a couple of minutes and I'm hearing listen to talk. And one of the people said, God will reveal himself to those who really want to know him. Yeah. Wow. Not just like give God a box and say, if you jump into my box, I'll believe. But if you really want to know, God reveals himself to those. And so actually, I don't know that he quoted the scripture, but uh, Hebrews 11, I think it's six, where it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those who come to him must believe that he is and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. 
And I'm sitting on the outside of this circle. And I just start saying, God, if you're the thing I'm missing, I'm trying everything in my life to fill my life. If you're what I'm missing, and my gosh, if I'm a good scientist, I'm going to try every possibility to solve the problem. And you're the, you're the answer to my searching. And my Lord, please show me because I need to know. Hmm. Finally, I decided, well, I, I got to go. I can't decide. I want to go home. I'm supposed to see my sister. So I decide to leave on a certain day. I start heading back. Um, and I'm kind of heading into the building in Montana. It's middle of the night. And all of a sudden, God started pointing at me. The reason I was empty is because I had made my life about me. Hmm. I was the center of my stuff. Yep. I was the center of my relationships. I was the center of my money. Everything I did was about me. And he told me that it wasn't about me ever. It was always about him. Mm. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, that was like the light came on. Wow. And then, and then he revealed to me just the depth of my selfishness and self-centeredness. And all those pieces of God, even in my life, early life, <laughs> started to come back to me. So now all of a sudden, I'm driving and I'm thinking, man, I just, I just want to go home. I just want to go home, right? And so I'm driving. I'm running out of gas. And when you're in the north part of the country in the middle of nowhere, there's not gas stations. I mean, it's not, it's, I mean, this is in the 70s. So it'd be like there were no gas stations around. And I'm running out of gas and I have a reserve tank. And God tells me that he's watching out for me and then I don't have to worry about it. And literally, I knew I was running out of gas. But he told me not to worry, that he was caring for me. In my heart, I'm like, God, can this be real? Like, I know my bike, though, <laughs> and I know how many miles I'm allowed on my reserve tank. Yeah. And, uh, and it was way more than my reserve tank was supposed to take you. And I get into Billings, get there, no problem, get a hotel room, stay the night. I was, I was able to get gas the next morning, take off for home. Um, it's right at the Continental Divide. I mean, it's like all clouds to the west and all clear sky to the east. And so I'm riding and, uh, you know, the, this light rain starts to fall and, uh, I have my shirt off riding my bike and normally rain starts to fall. It feels like pins and needles if you're doing 70 miles an hour. And it was like this most gentle rain. And the Lord just told me that he was watching out for me, caring for me. And uh, I was like, I I'm just almost like flabbergasted, but just kind of like just living in that moment. And, uh, these clouds are following me all day long. There's clouds behind me, but it's all clear sky ahead of me. I stopped at five o'clock at a restaurant. I don't even know where it was, what, what state it was in at that moment. Um, and the clouds stopped for an hour, literally over the restaurant. And, I, and God just keeps reminding me that he's with me and watching off for me. So I get done with dinner, probably six o'clock, started heading off, you know, by maybe eight o'clock, it started to get dark. And all of a sudden I start seeing dark clouds go be developed everywhere and there's lightning coming from all different directions. And I start listening and I have a radio on my bike and I'm listening. And, you know, as I'm driving, it's just getting darker and darker. And all of a sudden uh, the guy says, folks, you aren't going to believe this. We have storms, like severe thunderstorms, Northeast, Northwest, Southwest, Southeast, every, every direction. And there's lightning going everywhere. And God's just telling me that he's watching out for me. And I'm telling you, in the middle of that, in the middle of the dark and all that, I just broke I just started crying and uh, I just, the presence of God just overwhelmed me. And then I just started turning my radio station. I need to find somebody to tell me about God, about the Lord. And I found a Christian radio station and I just started listening. 
and uh, and I'm just crying and just amazed and just completely like people aren't going to believe what's going on in my life right this minute. I hit a wall of rain, Allie, and there was a ramp right there. I got off, stayed at a hotel. The next day I get up and they said that the next town was declared a national disaster. Wow. And they sent out 2,000 militiamen to the town because of the storms I'd gone through. And, uh, and I, I, when I get up in the morning, I go to this restaurant and all these people are talking about the storms from the night before. And it's like, and God was just telling me that he was able to watch out for me, that he had all things in control. Wow. And, and I'm just blown away. So now I just got to get home. I got to see my friend, Paul. I got to find out what church he's going to. I never <laughs> read a Bible before in my life. I just knew I had to get home and get to Paul. And so that's the first thing I did. I, I drove, I think, 800 miles that day. Uh, and, and I got home and the first thing I did is call my buddy and tell him. What, what did happened. you say to him? I just said, Paul, like it happened to me. <laughs> like what it happened, it, to it, me. It happened to me. And I said, where do you go to? Where's this church you go to? And I went to this little church that there was probably 50 people that went to it. So I heard the Bible for the first time. And the first time I heard the Bible, God had already confirmed in my heart, the truth of his word. Yeah. It was like, I never read it before, but I said, I know that that's true. God's already said that to me. It's like, I just got this whole download of, of things from the Lord that just all of a sudden just were so clear, made such sense to me. Uh, do you still have a relationship with Paul? Are you oh, still yeah. connected Absolutely. to him? Absolutely. Get this. Paul started, a, uh, back then, Paul started a track ministry because of how God had reached his life. And him and I and my future brother-in-law we bought a printer and we started producing tracks. And so Paul, yeah, I still, I, I still see Paul. I just, I think went to his, uh, one of his son's weddings just recently. And then I saw him at a funeral for another friend of ours. What do you make of the fact that you were on a prayer list somewhere, didn't know about it, and then God did what he did? Uh, what I make is that uh, as Paul was appealing to God for my life, God began to do things in my life. And he, he answered that prayer. I attribute Paul's witness and Paul's persistence in praying for me uh, to be a reason that one of the reasons that God grabbed my life. I'm grateful for him to him. And you know what? To this day, this is that was still the best decision I ever made in my life. I'm uh, I'm ex as excited about God right now as I was back then. Snapshot Testimony is a Moody Radio podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcast. These reviews are the first thing potential listeners look at when trying to see if a podcast is worth their time. I so appreciate hearing from you and your feedback. I'm your host, Allie Domersant, and together we're sharing the moments that shape a life of faith in Christ. Thanks for listening.